for invasion. This is Indie Invasion. icy drops as the hunters rode back into the stable yard, each of them sodden and hunched. At the feet of the horses ran a large pack of hounds, some rather wisely taking shelter beneath the horses as they plodded along. Behind the soaked cavalcade came a man, shackled and dressed in the ragged remains of once fine clothes. Over his head was draped a now wet and stinking lion skin, making him a faintly ridiculous sight. As the hunting party drew up, a gaggle of stable hands scuttled from the shelter of the outbuildings, took the horses and dogs in hand as the riders dismounted. Bloody ludicrous weather, my lord, shouted a portly man over the rattle of the downpour. The only response was a foul-tempered nod from the tall man in a bright red hunting coat, now the color of claret as the sodden cloth clung to him. From a covered doorway, a small group of liveried servants darted forth, bearing umbrellas and trays of brandy snifters. The bedraggled figure now stood with a bowed head, breathing heavily, his chains limp and coiled in a puddle of rainwater and horse muck. Fine sport, eh, de Leon? said a thin and elegant looking man as he walked by, addressing the lion clad soul in a manner both haughty and condescending. He patted him on the back, much like one would a dog, as the other hunters gathered nearby, laughed and took sips of their drinks. You'll make it three hours next time. I've wagered ten guineas on it with Lord Webb. The man walked towards the huddled hunters who began to make their way into the inviting warmth of the manor house at a signal from the master of the hunt. As they left, the master turned back and called to the stable hands. Make sure de Leon is secure, and then you may lock up for the evening. A huge, hunched brute of a man splatted his way heavily across the courtyard and took the chains binding Pascal into two ham-like fists. He grinned as he jerked the bonds. The hapless figure, stumbling and splaying face down in the filth that covered the cobbles. He was dragged, trying feebly to regain both his feet and composure, into a horse stable with a tall, barred, iron-bound door. Lifted by his collar, he was flung bodily into the straw at the back of the enclosure, rats scattering, much to the delight of the last few unsecured hounds. "'Bloody hell, Weatherspoon! Watch what you're doing!' cried a thin, elderly strapper as dogs took off, dragging their leashes from the rain-slick hands of the handlers. Furious barking and shouting rang out as rats, dogs, and men all scattered, the courtyard falling into chaos. Weatherspoon slammed the door and drove the bolt home, sparing a glance at Pascal, who rose unsteadily to his feet. 
At that moment, a dog shot past, his rodent quarry just inches from his jaws. The heavy-set stable hand took off, hoping to snare the hound's lead, lest the master hear the commotion. Within a minute, the stable yard was quiet, and the now-soaked hands slopped off into their workhouse where hot tea and bread awaited grumbling at their bad luck and generally upbraiding Weatherspoon for his idiocy, which, truth be told, was not uncommon. Pascal stood and made a half-hearted attempt to brush some of the muck from his jacket and breeches. He was broken and more than a little deranged. The hunts always drove terror into his heart, and every time a little more of it stayed for good. Slumping back into the straw, his hand searched deep in its musty depths and drew forth a ceramic bottle. In his time incarcerated in the stable, he'd discovered that next door was the storeroom for the horses. A loose board gave him some small access, and luckily, if it could be termed such, the rubbing alcohol was kept just within his grasp. Pascal was used to fine wine and the best cognac money could buy, but in his current state, anything that could take away the fear and terrible memories of being quarry for the hated huntsman was solace. He took a deep draft, coughing furiously as the vile liquid burned its way down his gullet. He rose and staggered to the door. He stood on tiptoe and peered out of the barred hatch where his plate of gruel was handed to him each morning, hoping for a glimpse of the setting sun, even through the dark and restless sky above. As he leaned, the door gave a little. The hapless weatherspoon did not shoot home the bolt properly. Mon Dieu, Pascal thought. Taking a large swig from the bottle, he pushed the door open. Glancing about, he spied an axe leaning under an awning. He stepped quietly through the wet courtyard and, taking the axe in hand, approached the workhouse. He'd have freedom, but first, he'd have revenge. Thanks, guys, for listening to today's tales. You can find our Indie Invasion podcast on all podcast platforms, including Podbean, Google, and iTunes. And please visit us on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter. And if you can, support us on Patreon slash Indie Invasion. And feel free to email us with any questions or comments at IndieInvasion at gmail.com. And remember, guys, don't forget to prepare yourself for the invasion. <laughs>